0: world first point guard and Trail Blazers reporter Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked on Blazers your first listen every day. It's free on all platforms, five days a week, every single weekday. Make it a part of your daily routine and make it your first listen every single day. Today's show, we're talking all things uh, NBA draft. It is that time of year. The conference tournaments are heating up. Next week, the NCAA tournament begins and then officially and for real, it is on the most fun time of the college basketball season. Quite frankly, if I'm keeping a buck, I like the conference tournaments and the first weekend of the call of the NCAA tournament more than any other time of the year. Uh, the conference tournaments are just like straight up more fun than the NCAA tournaments because of the deep seated rivalries. Sometimes you haven't seen a good team play each other three times. And then the first weekend of the of the, tur- the first weekend of the NCAA tournament with the, with the true Cinderella's and the chaos and the, the morning tip offs. I, those are a lot a lot, a lot of fun to me. I'm um, not to diminish the final four. Those are just my personal preferences. So, this is a time for me, like as a podcaster, that I start to really get into college basketball. I I watch one basketball team, the University of North Carolina Tar, Tar Heels. I watch them play all their games. I've watched them beat Duke three three separate times thanks to the magic of, of recording games. Um, but I don't watch a ton of college basketball beyond that. So... Uh, I will watch, you know, I'll watch games this weekend. I'll watch a bunch of the NCAA tournament. But I will get caught up thanks to draft experts. Like, I'm not going to misrepresent myself. I am not pouring over the tape. I am reading and listening to podcasts and people I trust. Um... Tell me more about these prospects. I'll bring those people in and onto the show and and help us all learn more together. Uh, But this is not my area of expertise. I am a a sort of surface level scout with this stuff. I watch a bajillion NBA games. I learn about these guys once they get to the league. I am just getting to know them, quite frankly, this time of year. But I want to use this episode so you can kind of figure out... um, who to watch this weekend as we head into the conference uh, conference tournaments, which are again a ton of fun, and then next week in the early part of the NCAA tournaments, uh, we will do a ton of draft stuff. This is just this is just the beginning, but I want this to be your primer. Uh, also, I'm not talking about the top of the draft right now. Uh, we will do that soon. We will talk about Chet Holmgren. We'll talk about Paolo Benker. We'll talk about Jabari Smith. We'll um, we will get there. Uh, we, w- we really will, but. For now, I want to be sort of realistic about where the Blazers' draft range is. The Blazers are potentially have two draft picks. Uh, right now, they would they, they would slot in right there at eight and nine. Um, I think that's pretty. I think it's fairly reasonable to guess about where the Blazers would land. Obviously, like with the draft odds, it could they could move around a bunch. One quick thing, uh, and a listener sent me this note. I think it's important to note if the Pelicans make the play-in, which they're almost certain going to do. Uh, CJ McCollum entered entered health and safety protocol. So he could be out for a little while uh, there without branding Ingham for a while. They're, they might struggle a little bit, but the team closest to the Pelicans in the standings is your Portland Trail Blazers. And if you've been paying attention, that team loses all of their games. Like the Pels aren't really in danger of, of missing the plan. And if they do make the plan, we're, we're really, we're not talking about the, the pick that the New Orleans owes the blazers is protected five through 14. Uh, if the bla- if the Pelicans jump up one through four, they keep the pick. So, and the way the draft lottery works, like you, won't, the lottery only determines the first four picks and then you uh, slot in in order uh, based on the records that you finish. So if the Pelicans make the playoffs, they can really only give the Blazers picks 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, and 14. 9 through 14. So the pick from New Orleans is not, literally can't be five. Um, And if it's, it cannot, right now, it cannot be higher than nine. If weird stuff happens and it changes, we'll be there. But we're really talking about the pick from New Orleans is going to be the back half of the lottery that is that is just how the league rules stipulate it so um that that's an important thing to note here is that like the blazers aren't going to end I've, I've joked a couple times when maybe the pelicans were going to miss the playoffs it's like maybe the blazers get one and five pelicans are not going to miss the playoffs anymore it's just not or miss the play-in anymore rather if they make the play-in they're going to finish with a record such that they're not you know they're going to be 10th in the west they're just it's 9 through 14 is where that pick is going to be so what I want to talk about in the show is sort of realistic targets in that seven to 12 range, like where the Blazers are likely to draft in. We'll talk about everybody. We'll talk about everybody in the first 15 picks. We'll talk about everybody in the first round. Eventually we've got a long way to go as I nearly knock over my water bottle in the middle of this podcast, but we'll, we will get there. But today I have zeroed in on seven players. I want to watch, and I'm going to get a closer eye on because I think they could help the blazers. I think they're going to be available in the blazers draft range. I, I, I think these are exciting and enticing rookies. So I want to go through those seven. But I also want to remind you where the Blazers are right now. This is uh, reporting from Jason Quick, who shared this uh, right here on this podcast last week, last Friday show a week ago. Uh, Never miss the Jason Quick episodes. He's really good and the episodes are really good. Uh, We'll try to get get him back on again soon. But Joe Cronin is at the SEC tournament. He's Watching Kentucky with Shaden Sharp and Ty Ty Washington, he's watching LSU uh, with with uh, Tari Eason. Like he's 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 gonna get a close up look at at some pros. Uh, Asia Jones, uh, the Blazers' director of of uh, strategy, is at the Pac-12 and W and WCC, the West Coast Conference tournaments. She's going to get a close eye on Chet Holmgren. She's going to get a close eye on, quite quite frankly, some pretty good teams. The West Coast Conference, BYU and San Francisco, have some pros on there. Uh, St. Mary's probably has a pro prospect on the roster. Like, um, but she's also going to be in the Pac-12. She's going to you know she's going to see some some loaded teams, some pretty talented teams. So. Like, that's where the Blazers are. Uh, Andre Patterson is, is also out there, the Blazers' new assistant GM. Billy Branch is out there. The Blazers' regional scouts are out there. Like, they are not with the team right now. The team is out there losing basketball games, and the Blazers' front office is out there trying to make this team a lot better. So who's going to make them better? That's kind of the parameters of this episode. That's, that's what the team is doing. That's what you need to know in terms of the Pelicans pick. But who's going to make them better? I got names. Let's talk about in the second segment. But first, let's talk about Bill Bar, the best tasting protein bar that there is, the best tasting protein bar on the market. My personal favorites, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream, but also some really bangers in there that aren't staples necessarily in my pantry, but are, are some limited time ones that I get, or some uh, on and off ones that I get, like mint brownie, which I really like, coconut almond, uh, salted caramel, double chocolate. The raspberry is really good. The orange is really good. Plus, there are limited time flavors, some some short timers that come on built.com. So you got to check uh, for what they have for the limited time options. All of them, on average, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and just four net carbs. All tasty. All all healthy go get yourself some built.com use the promo code locked 15 you'll get 15% off that is built that is built.com the promo code is locked 15 and you will get 15% off all right so who's going to help the Blazers? I got seven names. Seven names that I think are going to be based on the mock drafts I've read. And, and uh, um, you know, I read ESPN. I, I think uh, Jonathan Javoni and Mike Schmidt do a really good job. I read Sam Vecini. Uh, I've listened to the Locked Ons. Um, various draft folks uh, doing locked on NBA draft which I really recommend it's going to be really good heating up here um, the the locked on draft uh, locked on NBA draft podcast is invaluable 30 minutes get caught up it's folks who are in the arenas watching all these games've been doing all the time uh, got rotating guests and rotating folks um, rotating guests rotating hosts it's it's a it's a really valuable resource. Chad Ford pops in there a bunch. At long time NBA draft guru, it's fun. Like do do not miss that one for sure on the network. But uh, like I said, I'm not a big college basketball guy. I'm learning as we go. So uh, I. There are some players I've seen. Uh, certainly, it's not like I've seen zero. I just haven't seen a bunch. And and quite frankly, I feel like this time of year, there's a lot of stolen Fowler. There are some people who pour into this stuff and spend hours and hours and hours of watching games and calling around and talking to NBA scouts and talking to college coaches and all this stuff. And they those are draft experts. Those are the people I want to bring on to the podcast. Those are the people I want to read to learn more. There's a lot of YouTube videos. <laughs> you you could catch up on a lot of tape if you really want to. Um, I don't want to. Steal anyone's valor. I want to admit, I want to be out in front with the amount of information I have. I'm learning along with you. And so here are my recommendations for who I would watch this weekend and enter the NCAA tournament because I think this is this will give you a sense of of guys in the draft range and guys I think that could help. And the first one is going to be Duke's AJ Griffin. He's a freshman, shooting 48% from three, just shy of 48% from three. He's 6'6". Um, he can get them up. Like he is, he is big. I think he could be like a, a real three, has real three and D potential. Um, I, I have even heard from Matt Penny and Sam Vecini on their podcast, Game Theory, uh, that there are some whispers that maybe AJ Griffin is better than Paolo Bancaro. They're kind of saying that tongue in cheek, but like, he's that good, right? Like he's an MB, he's a, he's going to be a guy who's like at the very high end of the Blazers draft range, f- five, six, seven, eight. Uh, he's, he, his size, his defensive potential, and his shooting ability, that's really intriguing. Uh, you know, I've obviously Carolina guy, or maybe if you don't know that, I'm a Carolina guy. I'm a Tar Heel. Um, like, he torched Carolina in the first game. Um, I've, I've watched him just against high-level competition. He can really play. I think he's going to be a good pro. Uh, star, I don't know, uh, but like really good pro, and that's the profile I'm looking for for the Blazers. It's not like, obviously you want to draft a star. Like, the Blazers' best-case scenario is draft a Hall of Famer. But like, the size six six with long arms, uh, got the frame to get it to be a guard NBA pros. Like I don't, like I think just like you look at him, like oh yeah, that's that dude is an NBA NBA sized gentleman on the wing. Um, the shooting, you know, like forty eight percent on under four game, like three and, three and some change a game, um, doesn't get as much and as many shots as you would like. Those go to other folks in the Duke offense, but, um, enough volume in a, in a, on a basis that this like, this is real. Even if he doesn't shoot 48%, like, it, uh, well above 40 is a real shooter. AJ Griffin could help. Um, he might, he might literally, he might just play himself right out of the blazer draft range. He might, he might end up a, a little bit too high, like taken right behind Jaden Ivy out of Purdue and be like the fifth pick in the draft. He's, he's really good. AJ Griffin could help, um, Duke survived their first game this morning against Syracuse, despite my best efforts uh, to send them bad juju. So Duke's going to be playing the NCAA, in the ACC tournament. Obviously, they're going to be a one, almost certainly going to be a one seed in the NCAA tournament all when we get the uh, bracket set this weekend. Like, get eyes on A.J. Griffin. He could help. The next name on here is, is sophomore Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin. 6'5", 2 guard. Just, just a production monster. He's averaging 26-4 in the or 26-3, rather, in in, in, uh, in the NCAA this season, in college this season. Like, there just aren't many dudes who are doing that. Uh, what, from what I've read, there's some questions about maybe his ability to create space at the next level, whether like he's a super high-usage guy and whether he would be as efficient um, in a lower-usage role that he will certainly have as, as a, a rookie in the league. And and definitely if he plays with Blazers, like he's going to have a really uh, low-usage role. Um, but there's, you know, uh, he's... He, he, He's, there is just a certain truth to the level of production at his age. You know, he's, he's not yet 20. He'll be 20 on draft night, but he's 19 years old and he's scoring 20 plus and, and grabbing six boards a game like that level of production almost certainly translates. In fact, one of my big things here uh, is from Kevin Pelton, who taught me this a while ago this is ESPN's Kevin Pelton, someone who I super duper trust on draft, on, on this draft evaluation stuff. Um, and not just because his model was very high on Danny Green all those years ago, but minutes like just playing playing big minutes in the NCAA is a pretty good indicator of of um, production at the next level it's not all it doesn't always work that way but like young guys who play big minutes and have production typically um minutes is a like minutes per game is a relatively good indicator um, as weird as that might sound Uh, Davis plays he's productive um I've only I've literally only seen him play one half of basketball but from what I've read there's some concerns, a little bit about his ability to generate that level of offense, but he could be a, a pretty good defend. The folks think he could be a pretty good defender and a pretty productive scorer at the next level. Six five and and probably like just a two, not a three, is not ideal. But um, Johnny Davis can play, and I um, the Blazers need wings. I think he could be a guy who could. Although not ideal, you add them to that wing room and you make it work. Um, Johnny Davis, get your eyes on the Wisconsin Badgers this weekend and next when they're in the the NCAA tournament. Um, The next name on this list is one of sort of of the intriguing one for me. I haven't seen him play because he's not playing, but Shaden Sharp at Kentucky, um, he's, you know, he's 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 like a 6'6 six, six point guard he's a wing right but he's got some point guard skills uh at, at the youth level from what I've read on uh from San Vicini and, and from ESPN's coverage uh is that he's got some real pull-up you know athleticism and pull-up shooting his size you know six 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 seven, a guy who can create his own shot off the dribble and has like real slasher type ability that's that's intriguing. I asked a friend who's like super into sort of the developmental youth basketball scene, uh, doesn't work in, in the sort of media world, but consumes the heck out of the stuff and watches a ton of, of, uh, high school and pro hoops. Uh, just like, what do you think of Sharp? And his response was like, I'd be a little nervous about it. I get it. Uh, he's a mystery. It's a true mystery, but he can really play like, I or he has the potential to really play. i don't we don't know if he could really play. I guess that's the whole point. What I'm saying is his skill set really intrigues me. If he can really play, this is the type of skill set you want from Sharp. Um, you know, I, I've watched Kentucky a little bit. I've seen him on the bench. I'm like, oh, who's that? The kind of like uh, getting my uh, Learning learning the ropes of college basketball. This is not someone you're going to be able to get your eyes on, but this is a name to know. Shaden Sharp, um, obviously risky with a guy who's who's um, not out there, but uh, certainly worth certainly worth knowing about and considering when we get to draft time. All right, third segment. Close out the show. More names to know. I got four more names on the list. Who to watch and who to know as we get into the meat. Of the college basketball postseason. But before we do that, let's talk about betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. They've got more lines, more props, and more odds than anywhere else. They got it for everything NBA, NHL, soccer, tennis tournaments, uh, combat sports, you name it, they got it. Pro and college hoops, all of your NCAA tournament action, all of your conference tournament action, it's all going to be there on Bet Online. So don't wait, go take advantage today. That's Bet Online where the game starts. Still a pass-first point guard. Still, Mike Richmond, you are still listening to Locked on Blazers. We're still running through the NBA draft. Players from the Blazers project the draft range that could help, and who to watch as we get into the conference tournaments and the NCAA tournament next week. I got four more names for you, starting with Jalen Duran, the 6'10" a big man from Memphis, uh, freshman bruiser, right? Like he. D- I, uh, someone I haven't watched have not watched Memphis Tigers at all, but I've, wa- I've watched a YouTube video and I will say this YouTube has gotten better. It used to be when you watch the highlights, you would never see these dudes miss. So it's like, you, you, you're like, uh, scouting quote in quotes, uh, someone. And it's like, well, I've, you know, i watched 20 minutes of his videos. It's like, i watch watched a shade and sharp highlight tape. It's like, I've, I've watched 12 minutes of him. Uh, but I watched, you know, I watched a couple Jalen Duran uh, videos and prepping for this podcast. Now they're that now YouTube the good the good folks making YouTube draft scout videos show misses thank goodness you get to see like things that aren't a, a guaranteed success so um I have I, this is someone who I hope to see I hope to uh you know get my eyeballs on some some Memphis games here and like see an actual game with, with Durin playing but um, from what I've watched. What I've read, a bruiser, just like kind of raw offensively, but a really big athlete, super strong, just throwing people around. Um, he's he. If the Blazers want size, he seems to be the top size available in the draft. Will he be available if they wait to twelve? Who knows? Um, but you know, he's projected to go sort of in 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 their range though, and he could be there. But you know, when you're one of the top players at your position outside of you know the top 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 three guys. Uh, you can jump up just because t- teams take positional needs. Obviously, things change here. But, um, I, you know, Dern's got a 7'5 wingspan at his size. Uh, NBA frame. Like, you know, will he be able to contribute right away? It's tough for big guys to do that. Um, I think point guard is the hardest position to learn in the league. So I think point guards typically take a little longer than bigs. I think the bigs take longer to develop. Thing think it's kind of a myth. But um, bigs might... Bigs without some offensive skill could take a while to have it. Could take longer to have an impact, but I think just the the physical tools alone, uh worth a flyer. Blazers desperately need frontline help. I would, I would immediately smash the yes button if the Blazers have two draft picks on on a Duran flyer. It's you, uh, you know, I'm talking 20 minutes of YouTube's and I'm and I'm all in. I've watched some highlight videos, some scouting videos, and this is a this is an an intriguing enough size and fit wise that Jalen Duran is. He's, he is on my list for sure. The next name is Benedict Matherin, uh, sophomore out of Arizona, Dude can hoop like um, he's he's a bucket. I think among the guys on my list, pr- probably other than Johnny Davis, I think Matherin is is the guy who could probably contribute the fastest. Like I think he could be an NBA player immediately. He's got real three and D potential. Um, you know, he's 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 got the physical tools to be a pretty good defender. Obviously, rookies take a little while, but physical tools to be a good defender, has some shooting chops, has some slashing chops like he could be. He could be that prototypical wing at about six, six that you that teams are after like a two-way wing is what everyone's after. And Matherin could be that, uh, you know, Arizona is really good. Uh, and the games I've seen of them have not been competitive. I, you know, it's like a turn on a late college basketball game packed 12 network. And it's like, Oh man, <laughs> like they're they're up 17. I'm not gonna watch this. Uh, so like I have not. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the Pac-12 tournament this weekend. I'm gonna get some eyeballs on Mathurin. I suggest you do the same. He's he's high on the list. Like if he's there um, in terms of like day one type contributors, I think he's 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 up there. You know, all of these guys kind of fit in that same pool. But for me, like unlike Shaden Sharp, who's like a five-star kid who's now sitting out a college season. Matthew's played two seasons and he's taken a big jump in his second season. And I think that big jump could is worth, you know, saying like, okay, this is the real development curve. It looks good. Um, he could be helpful right away. Uh, I have talked to people who are a little bit skeptical, uh, my PAC 12 friends, my PAC 12 friends and family out there who are maybe not, maybe not as, um, a believers as some, as some draft folks are, but, um, from the little bit that I've seen him and and what I've read about him, um, He's he's up there. He's the uh, uh, Matherin is 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 up there. I think he's in terms of like drafting a twenty year old who you want to play right away. Lower risk, I think, just because of the the ready made skill set that he has right now. Next on my list is Tari Eason, uh, sixth man for the LSU Tigers. Joe Cronin gonna get some eyeballs on Eason this weekend while he's at the SEC tournament. Uh, Eason is I've watched I watched a couple of LSU games. I watched them play Kentucky uh, and he was awesome. He just goes so hard. Like I'm talking, that's a 20 minute game. That's 20 or 40 minutes of college basketball that I've seen of him. That's not a very good scout. That's 40 minutes against one game that they lost, um, at home. But, uh, he just, his motor is wild. Dude just goes so hard. Uh, and he's, you know the length at six eight. I think he's probably a four, although maybe he can he can you know develop some skills and, and play three in the league for sure. Maybe he can just guard both those spots, so it doesn't matter what he plays on offense. Because if you can guard both three and four, you can get on the court and play. Particularly for the Blazers, who are um, probably going to be pretty darn good on offense with Ant and Dame. So you need defenders. Um, Eason is he's up there for me. I read a, a long not a long but a brief John Hollinger scouting report on him that kind of sold me on him too. Uh, he's I. I think he's going to be, uh, you know, I I feel like of the names on the list, he's probably the lowest for me for, like, likely to be a star. But, like, likely to be a good player, I think his... I think his floor is pretty high. Like I like from what I've read, I'm, I'm projecting from, from uh, doing it. I'm a few days into the research. This is why this, we are doing this podcast. Now I'm going to watch conference tournaments. I'm going to watch the NCAA tournament. I'm going to get some more of my own data. I'm going to keep on reading, keep on leaning more, but Tar Eason for me seems like a really high floor guy, six, eight forward out of LSU. Uh, he, Hooper, dude who plays hard. Love, love a high motor, uh, high motor wing. Sounds like something something the Blazers could really, really use. And the last guy on the list, a certified bucket, Keegan Murray out of Iowa, 6'8 forward. Uh he's, you know, I I I have heard Keegan Murray's name. People who like, who like college hoops have been telling me you gotta watch Keegan Murray. Hadn't watched him. Watched him today. Uh, Iowa played Northwestern. He gave Northwestern fits. Uh <laughs> Larry Nance's little brother could not hang with, with Keegan Murray dude was an absolute bucket. Just like scored at will. That was one game, one game against a bad team, the big 10. but from what I've read, like this is who he is. He's just a really, really productive, uh, really productive college scorer, like really productive, you know, sophomore uh, that could win national player of the year type thing. Like he's just, he's been really good for the Buckeyes. Um, they've um you know it's hard to know with any of these guys that are sort of keegan murray like in this in the johnny davis mold right it's like really productive um in the college level there's some concerns whether that productivity for high usage guys is the same in a low usage role in in the nba right like that's that's a reasonable concern like Dude goes and scores 20 points, no problem. He also uses 35% of the possessions. If he uses 6% of the possessions, what does he bring? Like that's that's the question. A low usage role. What do, what does he bring? I kind of think Murray, from what I've read, could be just a motor, high, high enough motor guy that he rebounds and defends, and that his scoring is just like a small bonus beyond that, but he could bring those sort of little intangible off the ball stuff that you would need. Uh, to me, he's intriguing. I'm legitimately intrigued by him. Uh, I'm going to try to get. I've now watched one Keegan Murray game. Uh, I'm going to try to watch him play higher level competition, the Northwestern. All due respect to the Wildcats, but. Um, from what I understand, not a good team And from what I watched, not a good team, but he was, um, awesome in the little bit that I watched. So I'm excited to get some more eyeballs on him. That's my list. AJ Griffin, Johnny Davis, Shaden Sharp, Jalen Duran, Benedict Matherin, Tari Eason, and Keegan Murray. Those are my names, seven names. I am going to be watching this weekend at their conference tournaments. And then over the next three and a half weeks of the NCAA tournament, obviously some of them will go home after the first weekend. Cause that's how a single elimination tournament works this is an imperfect science. Drafting is an imperfect science. I think we've gotten better, like we as a basketball collective, not me, I have not gotten any better at it, but like in general, um, I, I think there's like, there's more tape, there's more available stuff. Like I think we've gotten better at kind of understanding who can help and it still becomes a mystery on draft night. You get Josh, Josh Primo jumping up into the lottery. This part's really fun. The guessing game of this is really fun. Um, and I think the the sort of, where the Blazers are at and their potential to have two lottery picks, you know, seven and 10 in the, in the NBA draft, like getting, starting to get familiar with these guys is an exciting way to sort of appreciate what's next for the Blazers. So I hope these names, um, pique your interest. I hope you get to check them out over the weekends. Uh, this is Friday, March 11th show. hope you get to check them out over this weekend, I hope you get to watch them in the NCAA tournament, form your own opinions. Tell me who you like, tell me who you don't like. And, uh, and, we will do more draft stuff from there. Uh, I've got a, I've got a fun draft guest, a draft expert guest coming next week. Do not miss that show. Uh, I've got another Blazers related guest, uh, someone you absolutely will not to, want to miss on next week's show. Uh, we will tease them more as we get closer, and I nail down when those, uh, when those guests are going to join me. But five days a week, free on all platforms, and a whole bunch of fun here on Locked On Blazers. So come back and join us, and tell your friends to do the same. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.